Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 7, 12, 87, Southern New England Sports Original. 103.7 WEEI. Welcome back to Cordishian Coit on WEEI 401-777-1037 is that phone number to call when we have an open phone line, but they are full at the moment. So I mentioned Peter King before the break. So Russ Tyler, my broadcast partner for Brown Basketball Games on ESPN Plus at home and on the road on the Varsity Network from Learfield. Uh, he, he grew up in Enfield, Connecticut, which is where Peter King is from. And uh, Russ is a little bit older than Peter. And Russ was uh, used to, like, work uh, for the Enfield Parks and Recreation Department. Like, he he would, uh, like, you know, run the park and run, like, little camps. And I think Peter was one of his campers. So Peter King always wow. looked up to Russ Tyler. Russ was, you know, a great high school basketball player and a legend in Enfield and a great high, uh, college player at Brown. He actually went with Russ's parents to uh, many Brown games when he was young. He'd come to Providence to see Russ play. So they've developed quite a friendship over the years. And um, a few years ago, right before COVID, Russ and I had dinner with him in New York City before the Columbia game. And by the way, this is of note too, Peter is going to be traveling with us next week. He's meeting us at Columbia next Friday, and he is going to travel on the bus with the team to Cornell and go to the Cornell game on Saturday. He wants to kind of document a day in the life of an Ivy League basketball team, and he's going to write about it. So uh, cool. he's going to be that's great. Gonna, yeah, he's going to be with us on the team bus next week. So looking forward to nice. that. But so Russ texted him and said, you know, where does this Super Bowl rank, um, you know, on your all-time list? Because Peter's covered 40 Super Bowls. And I, as I said to Russ before Peter even returned the text, I said, I've got to imagine it's high because it's only the second overtime game in Super Bowl history. So here's what he writes. He says um, – those are the kind of games that, as Andy Reid told me after the game, whoever loses is going to be totally crushed and will not deserve to lose. I really like Kyle Shanahan, he writes. You would love the guy. I rode with him to work one day last week and wrote about it, and he's just really a bright, practical young coach. He's getting destroyed for some of his decisions in the game, which always happens to the loser in the Super Bowl. But I think he's one of the three or four best coaches in football today. I wrote him a long text on Tuesday telling him that, and and he was grateful. But I didn't write it for him to be grateful. I wrote it because I wanted him to know that at least one person who knows a little bit about the sport thinks he's a damn good coach. Anyway, look forward to seeing you next week, Russ. Good luck this weekend uh, to the Bears. So, and I, I couldn't agree with those sentiments more. Like I, I feel like 
Shanahan is getting overly crushed because that's what happens to the guy that loses the Super Bowl. The one thing I will tell you this, and I meant to mention this last segment, Nick, was I hate the fact that they fired their defensive coordinator. To me, that's kind of like the ultimate in scapegoating after a loss like that. Yeah. That was not a good look. Well, and that's what rubs me the wrong way about this thing is that, you know, Shanahan – I don't know. That sort of deflects some of the accountability. It feels bit. like a cover your own ass move. I don't I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that. And I I get that Shanahan's getting crushed for, you know, this game and some of the decision making, but like I said, Scott, like it's not just this game to me. Like I still go back to Super Bowl fifty one and and some of the play calling down the stretch here. And I know he's not the head coach at that point, but like you know, the Falcons had uh, you know success all season because of their offense um, leading up to that. And they had the Patriots down 28 to three. And even when the Patriots were rallying, some of the decision making there uh, offensively was not good. And and that's that to me, I, I do think he's a bright young coach. Um, and I and I get it like on the big stage, he's losing to Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's it, you're not going up against any slouches here in the in the Super Bowl. But again, some of these decisions to me are like they're they seem simpler. You know, I, I go back to a lot of them and I'm like, I don't know if he's doing that in week seven. He's doing it on the big stage and it just doesn't seem like where conversely, can you really pinpoint anything besides maybe uh, a point where they did the all out blitz there at the end of the game where Wilkes should have held the accountability? Because well, I don't. No, no. In fact, uh, think about that. I mean, it, it, look at what they held the Chiefs and Mahomes to in regulation. Their defense did a great job, I thought, for the most part. I mean, yeah. And, and yeah. Scott, this guy Wilkes is coming in, replacing D'Amico Ryan. It's not an easy task. We saw the phenomenal job Ryan's did with Houston this year. And now you're going to create more turnover with your defensive coordinator position. I think it's creating a bigger I, problem. I, I think I – think, and this is the argument I'm sure that Shanahan and or the 49ers organization is going to use is it's a reflection of the previous two playoff games that they played. Like they were lucky to get by the Detroit Lions, right? Uh, you know, they, yeah. they, they did not yeah. really do a great job defensively in those previous two uh, games leading up to the Super Bowl, the divisional championship game and the conference championship game. So that's probably what they're going to fall back on. I hate it. I think they're scapegoating because I think most of the year that defense played really well. Uh, the timing of it is not good. You know, the timing of it makes it look bad. And, yeah, and think about it. Like, 19 points in regulation against the Chiefs. And, honestly, seven of them are because you muffed a punt. So, it's right. a short field, extremely short field. So, really, it's, yeah, okay, 19 points, but it's it's more like 12. Like, it, it's, yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, the NFC Championship game, you fall behind the way you did. It, clearly, there was some butting of heads between, you know, the defensive coordinator and the head coach. So that's where, you know, but just the timing of it and the fact that they called the quick press conference like they did, it, yeah, it just didn't uh, didn't look good. All right, let's squeeze in a quick call, call before we take our next break. Matt in Warwick wants to talk about the Super Bowl. Good morning, Matt. You're up first on Kordeshi and Coit this morning on WEEI. Hey, good morning, Uh yeah, was, yeah, I was listening to you. I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm usually agreeing with you, but I'm on the total opposite side of the trade on this Shanahan thing. And, and when you say he's getting crushed, but then you, then you list the reasons why he is getting crushed. But let me just start last year at the NFC Championship when Purdy got hurt and Johnson came in, and, and a lot of guys are saying he was completely unprepared um, for that. 
But in this year, I think the play calling was terrible. But you can go either way with that. But with the overtime thing, even if you were on, like, why he did it, with players unaware, completely unaware of the of the breakdown, that's that's in their heads when they're on the field. Um, Mahomes said he, they were so tired of going to meetings and hearing about the rules that they were like, what the heck? But, um, you know, with a, with, a, with a spread like a point and a half, two points, like the smartest people analyzing these – these games are saying it's going to be a close game. But yet he just sat there and said, yeah, let the analytics department handle it. Maybe in the back of his head so maybe he could blame them. But, you know, and they don't have a logarithm yet for Patrick Mahomes and, and Tom Brady, you know. That's right. And you that, said that. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying know, to say, it, you know, you don't realize that. Obviously you do. But um, I just think he's completely overrated. I think he chokes. Um, I, I just don't. I, I just don't think much of him. And then, and then everyone saw, you know, how he handled it afterwards. He never even like really took any responsibility for it. Um, so you know, he's just he's just that guy. I think. But um, thanks, guys. Great show. All right, Matt. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Matt. Four zero one seven 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 one zero three seven. I again, I'm with you, and I and I kind of hinted at that earlier in the show. I am not a fan of analytics. I never have been. I think sometimes you got to manage with your your eyeballs and your gut. And as I think Matt correctly pointed out, there's no analytics or algorithm for facing Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. They're different beasts. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to coach yeah. the game differently when those two guys are on the opposite sideline because they're that good. So I don't care what analytics tell you to go for it on fourth down or not go for it on fourth down or to take the ball first in overtime or not. you got to know what to do with it because of those two guys on the other side of the field. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and that's why I bring up the, you know, where was the defense at? you know, right after regulation, taking the ball, does it give them a chance? Like analytics aren't going to tell you how tired your defense might be after, you know, giving up the, the two minute drive. Um, so that may have played into it. Um, I, I don't think Matt, that, that Kyle Shanahan is overrated. I think he's probably properly rated um, because I do think he's, you know, shown enough to be, you know, highly regarded as a coach, but I'm completely with you on the fact that on the big stage, Matt, these decisions are baffling. And if you want to call it choking, I, 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 I'm not going to argue against that because of the reasons that I listed, you know, and, and going back to when he was with the Falcons. So um, again, you know, the opponents that he's faced on the big stage are, as Scott just said, different beasts, but at the same time, the decisions that he makes, you know, should be easier ones and analytics or not, the analytics are probably pointing to it and saying, like, maybe you should give the ball to Christian McCaffrey more in the second half. Analytically, that would probably be a smart thing. Non-analytically, that would probably be a smart thing to do. And he didn't do it enough in the second half. And it led to where it led to. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, I just feel like. Everything this guy has done, I mean, say what you want. The 49ers are one of the best franchises in the NFL, and they've been getting to Super Bowls and NFC championships, and I feel like he's getting no credit for that. Like, like for some reason, he's being portrayed as a bumbling idiot, and I think he has a lot to do with their success. I'm not saying they don't have a lot of talent, but he puts that talent in, the, in great positions, and he runs a great offense, and... I don't know. I, I I think sometimes, as Peter King pointly, uh, pointed in that text, you know, sometimes the Super Bowl losing coach, he gets hit with a barrage of criticism because it comes to the territory after that big game. So 
I, anyway. I get it, but it's it's not just it's not just one game. It's a, there's a there's a lot of resume bullet points now to to point to with with him. But it's that happens. Scott, like big stage when somebody doesn't do well, you know, sometimes you forget about some of the great things that they've done. See wide receiver for the Patriots, Wes Welker. Had a hell of a career here. What do people remember about Wes Welker? Yeah, the drop. The drop in the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. All right, we're uh, one hour in. We've got one hour to go. We'll take a quick break, top of the hour. Come back with your phone calls, 401-777-1037 is the phone number. You're listening to Cordishy and Coit. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, 